I have jalapenos, milk, and white chocolate in front of me. So all in all, I think this is going to be a pretty fun episode. What's up, guys? My name is Chris, and you are listening to the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. And the theme of today's episode is how to get more from your whiskey tastings. So I've had a lot of people ask me what I do to prepare my palate for different types of tastings. Obviously, the more important the tasting, the more prep that I do. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about different levels of palate prepping and just overall lifestyle decisions that I make in order to be able to taste whiskey a little bit better. And of course, I'm going to demonstrate things you shouldn't do. And so that's what the jalapenos are for. Now, I want to demonstrate not only that, of course, if you eat a jalapeno and then take a sip of whiskey, the whiskey's going to be different. It's going to burn, etc. But I also want to demonstrate that if I eat these jalapenos and it's spicy, whatever, really stimulates my palate. These aren't overly spicy. It's not like it's a ghost pepper. But it really stimulates my palate. And then if I stop eating the jalapenos, I drink milk, I get all the spiciness out of my mouth. And as I'm doing that, I'm going to explain to you the palate prep stuff. I get all that spiciness out of my mouth. And then I go back to the same whiskey that I was just drinking. Even though I don't taste the spiciness anymore, I want to show, or we'll see, I guess, if the whiskey tastes different. My theory is it's definitely going to taste different based on my past experience, but I could be totally wrong. We're going to see. Obviously, there's no great way to do this blind, so this is a, a not a blind experiment. I'm just going to be doing it, and we're going to see what happens. So that's the plan for this episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through a review of the whiskey, or rather the the bourbon, the specific type of whiskey being a bourbon. Bourbon's not different from whiskey, but it's a subtype. We're going to be running through a review of the bourbon today, Middle West Spirits Straight Weeded Bourbon Whiskey. And then I'm going to eat the jalapenos. And then as my palate is cooling down, I'm going to explain to you the different things that I do for palate prep, as I mentioned in the beginning. And then, of course, once that palate's cooled down, we're going to do a quick re-review. We're going to see just how different it is. And if it's close, I'll be honest with you guys and say that it's close. Maybe it's my bias, you know. But if it's not close at all, then we're going to know, and I'll be honest with you about it. We're going to see. My theory is it's going to be different. I could be totally wrong. I can smell these jalapenos, so I'm going to get them out of my way for the initial review so that I'm not smelling them as I am reviewing. Uh, It's worth mentioning that I haven't eaten anything overly spicy today. Uh, I had a little bit of hot sauce earlier, but not nearly enough for me to consider it really spicy. Uh, so, So going into this with a fairly fresh palate, and we are going to be, of course, once again, drinking Middle West Spirits Straight Weeded Bourbon Whiskey. So they do have a straight wheat whiskey. So I don't want to confuse anybody. We have had that on the show before, actually, but we've never had the straight wheated bourbon whiskey. And I'm actually a little bit of a fan of it. I've mentioned before on social media, this bottle really snuck back up on me. I'm going to try to put it somewhere that I'm not going to knock it over, but still have it in camera frame. This bottle really snuck up on me uh, in terms of I had it before. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Nothing crazy. And then it sat on my shelf for a while, not with enough air in it that I really think it changed much. I think my palate is what changed. But when I came back to it, I found myself really enjoying it. So it's just one of those things to show that your palate does change. And so sometimes when you come back to something, you'll like it more than you remember liking it. That's just my little plug. I had a video on that recently. It's my little plug for not giving up on something on your first try, especially when it comes to whiskey. 
Now, this is once again Middle West Spirits straight weeded bourbon whiskey. So it is a weeded bourbon. Now, what that means is bourbon has to be at least 51% corn. It's usually a lot more than 51% corn in the mash bill. Usually, the standard back in the day was that you'd have then a fair amount of rye, maybe like 10 to 15% rye, and then you'd have a little bit of malted barley, which helps with the fermentation. What a weeded bourbon does is you take all or most of that rye out and you replace it with wheat. So then you've got corn as your main ingredient, and then you've got wheat as one of your flavoring grains, and then maybe you have rye, maybe you don't, and then usually you have a little bit of malted barley still for that fermentation. So this does still have some rye in it, this one specifically. So it's a weeded bourbon, but it does still have some rye in it. Some weeded bourbons will just take all of that rye out and they'll replace it all with wheat, but not this one. This one is 95 proof. Let me check the bottle and make sure that's correct. It is. So this is 95 proof, so nothing overly hot. We're not even into the 100 proof range yet. And it's actually made just south of me in Columbus, Ohio. This comes from Columbus, Ohio. If I'm not mistaken, it's not sourced. Originally distilled and bottled by Middle West Spirits. Yeah, not sourced. I didn't, I didn't think so, but I wanted to fact check myself there. So they're not sourced. They're distilling it and bottling it down in Columbus, Ohio, which is just a couple hours south of me. And... Overall, like I said, I've, I've been impressed by it lately. I'm excited to dig into it more in depth. I haven't really done a full, long form review of it in a very long time. I've done it in a couple blind tastings, stuff like that. But let's get into the actual review of it. I did forget to mention online this runs for $47. I believe in Ohio it's only $44, but let's get into the nose of it. So this is a good example of what I have mentioned before to be a whiskey that's not overly strong in terms of proof, but has punch to it. Now, punch and alcohol burn, alcohol harshness are two different things. Sometimes they kind of correlate, and that was one of the problems I had with this in the beginning, was it does have a little bit of an alcohol burn to it. But I was confusing some of that alcohol burn, in my opinion, back in the day, with a a punch that it has, a flavor punch that it has, that's not the alcohol burn. This is the type of whiskey that I think people who think too smooth of whiskeys don't taste good. I think those people would like this type of whiskey because it's not super alcoholy. It's not going to burn too much, but it does have a punch of flavor to it. And right on the nose, that really jumps out at me. I get strong baking spices. There's a little bit of a sweetness. Of course, you get that corn in that barrel, but I get a, I get a punch of like a baking spice that I'll dig into a little bit deeper here. But just right off the rip, you're getting a large amount of flavor on that nose and a little bit of the alcohol burn as well to be t entirely fair. It's almost reminding me of like a vanilla custard with like a strong cinnamon, maybe a little kick of a black pepper or a ginger, a little bit of that kick, but with these really vanilla-y flavors, which a lot of times you'll get from that wheat, so it makes sense, um, but you're also getting that barrel punch, which is a, a, a balance of flavor notes that I've found myself really enjoying lately, which is probably why I've been impressed by this lately. I've really been enjoying that sweet vanilla with the kick of something else, which is what this is, is giving me so far. I'm going to take a sip of it, and let's get into the palate. It's worth mentioning, I just got a note that I don't think I've ever gotten before from it, so take it with a grain of salt, but I just got a little bit of like a nuttiness from it, which is a little bit weird. Um, so a little bit of like a nutty, maybe like an almond. Ooh, al almond's probably a really good descriptor there. 
But I'm also getting like a, a the the sweetness of it is like a vanilla, and then I get strong barrel type characteristics. I'm getting the woody oakiness of it with a little bit of the tannin, and then I'm also getting the cinnamon kind of strong baking spice type of vibe. That's what I'm getting most of right now. And then it's worth mentioning there is a little bit of an alcohol burn to it. Um, and you also get a little bit of a black pepper at the end of it, kind of on the back of your tongue. I get a little bit of black pepper that sticks around. It's a little different from alcohol burn. It's worth mentioning. There's kind of, it's hard to decipher them sometimes, but usually there's an alcohol burn and or there's like a spicy black pepper, sometimes hot sauce-esque or chili powder-esque spiciness to it. Uh, this has a little bit of both. So I get some of that black pepper actual taste and feel, and then I also get some of the alcohol burn. So, so far you can, you can kind of tell by my description, it's kind of on the punchier side for me, at least at this proof, it's got punch to it, which can go either way. If you want something overly approachable, it might not be for you, but if you want something that jumps out of the glass at you, then I think this is, you know, a pretty good glass. I'm not even supposed to be wrapping up my thoughts on it yet. I'm just throwing that out there. So I'm going to continue with this tasting. And then we're going to, of course, eat jalapenos, which I'm actually not excited to do. I haven't eaten just a plain jalapeno in a long time. So we'll see. As you get more into the glass, the creamier kind of vanilla ES aspects jump out more at me. So I'm starting like now when I go back for the sip, the vanilla is lasting longer. I'm getting less of those spicy notes, a little bit less of that black pepper, and I'm getting more of that vanilla creaminess. Um, right now, and maybe it's my palate condition, which should only get worse as I eat these jalapenos, of course. I'm not getting as much flavor as I recall, but I know for sure I used to get a combination of flavors that I always describe as Coca-Cola, and it, it doesn't taste like Coca-Cola, so like, I want to be clear about that. Is That's just what it reminds me of, and I know that's a terrible way of describing it, but that's what it reminds me of. So I get this kind of mix of like sweet and, and baking spice and whatever the heck is in Coca-Cola that really kind of reminds me of a soda. Not even necessarily Coca-Cola, but like a general soda. Um, sometimes I get that from random whiskeys. It might be like a little bit of like an almond, a little bit of like a dark cherry that kind of combines to give me that sort of association to like Dr. Pepper or Coke or something like that. Um, but that's just something strange that I get from this. And I've gotten it on repeat occasions, so that's not my first time getting it. But I'm going to wrap up this tasting with one more, one more sip, and then we're going to eat these jalapenos. And as I mentioned, I put jalapenos on my food a lot, but I don't just eat them often. And I'm not like, okay, this isn't going to be like a ghost pepper or a Carolina Reaper or anything like that. Uh, but I'm afraid it's going to burn kind of a lot. We'll see. Not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm just worried. I'm concerned for my palate. It's, it's professional concern. Of course. Let me finish this tasting. <laughs> the further you get into that glass, the more the wheat really comes out. And I think that's why I get that balance of sweet and spicy, because you've got the wheat, but you've still got rye in there. And of course, the corn, which really helps the barrel characteristic come through. And the further I'm getting into the glass, the more it's tasting like a weeded bourbon and the less I'm tasting that rye spiciness is what I'm noticing, um, which isn't something I haven't sat down, like I said, in depth enough with this yet to really notice that. But now I'm starting to get that the deeper I get into this glass, the more the weeded, creamy vanilla notes are popping out at me. And all that's about to go away because I'm about to eat just 
plain pickled jalapenos. I don't know if you can how well you can see it. I'm going to try to not get it on my laptop. Um, I don't know if I'm going to eat all these. I have no idea. Like, this could be not spicy at all, and I could be like, oh, that was dumb. Or it could be super spicy because I always just put them on food. I don't really taste them that much. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going to do this. I'm doing it for science because I want to see if this is going to actually make my palate worse or not, even after I get rid of the spiciness. Let's go. I'm stalling. Go. So I'm still tasting the whiskey with the jalapeno. And it's way spicier than I thought it would be. Wow. Now, as this is burning, I want to mention, I avoid spicy food quite often nowadays. I put jalapenos on my food sometimes. Uh, I put a little bit of hot sauce on my food sometimes. My tongue's really starting to burn here. I avoid spicy food quite a lot because I do a lot of blind tastings and whiskey reviews. And I used to be able to do this and it not hurt too bad. Like years ago, we're talking. I've been avoiding it for so long. This is really burning right now. All right, I'm going to eat another one and then we're done. I think my eyes are watering. This might help my sense of taste. I think it's uh, clearing out my nasal cavity. Milk time. Of course, all I had was almond milk, so it's not going to help as much as I would like. I don't know if you can see this. Can you? My eyes are watering. I feel like, uh, you know, whole milk has like a fattiness to it that helps get rid of the spicy, and almond milk probably doesn't. So, But have no fear. I don't know if milk chocolate, or not milk, but white chocolate will help or not. I'm going to try it. I want you to know that that burned way more than I thought it would. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this to to see if it makes a difference or not. That feeling when your mouth is burning and you just feel cold air over your tongue. That's a great feeling. Okay. <clears throat> I think we're at a manageable level of burn. But I want it to be completely gone before I continue this review. So we are going to talk about things. And every once in a while, it just flares up. Ooh. We're going to talk about things that you can do to prepare your palate for a tasting. Number one, don't eat jalapenos. That's that's the main, main one. Don't eat jalapenos right beforehand. Wow, I can't believe it's still burning. I really, really have lost my tolerance to spicy food. <clears throat> I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm not too mad to admit it. That was really spicy for me. Things that you can do to prepare your palate for a tasting. So, of course, spicy food is on the list. Like I feel like that's an obvious one. But also just avoiding overly stimulating foods. So, overall, if you're having trouble tasting any good flavors from whiskeys, I would try a couple different ones because it could just be the type that you're drinking. But if you're still not able to get like any flavors from them, at that point you might want to start changing what you're eating at least the day of, at least the day that you're going to try to drink the whiskey. I know for me, like I used to, just put a ton of hot sauce on my lunch every single day because I'd eat normal, just like baked chicken breast or grilled, however I made it that week. I'd just cover it in hot sauce and then have it over rice. And so hot sauce is like low calorie when I was trying to really be careful about what I ate. And that was a lot of hot sauce. So not only like it wasn't like making my nose run, making my mouth burn a, a whole lot, but it was so stimulating to my palate that other things just didn't have as much pop to them. And 
just that is an extreme example of what can happen. If you're constantly eating these foods with a ton of salt on them, a ton of hot sauce on them, jalapenos, anything really spicy or anything that really has a lot of flavor, like an overwhelming amount of flavor, you know, think of like a dessert, like a pie that has a ton of like a cinnamon to it. It has a lot of flavor punch to it. If you're overwhelming your palate with those regularly, then you're not going to be able to taste as much in the whiskey that it is that you're drinking. So try to cut back on that. The obvious low-hanging fruit is spicy food, which I mention a lot because it's, for a lot of us, especially the type of people who end up liking whiskey, spicy food is something that a lot of us like. And you have to cut back on that a little bit in order to taste more flavors in whiskey. And this is just if you want to. Like, if you're okay with the way whiskey tastes, that's fine. But... Another one that's like less intuitive, and I got this idea as last night I was eating a piece of like a cookie, like the big cookies, you know, that you cut like a cake. I was eating a piece of that and drinking a glass of whiskey, and I realized that when I'd eat that, it's obvious, but, you know, when you do it, it makes it more obvious. I'd eat a bite of the cookie, and then I'd take a sip of the whiskey, not like immediately. I'd chew it up, swallow it, take a sip of the whiskey, and the whiskey was way less sweet. I was just getting those kind of punchy flavors from it. So even sweet foods that have a lot of flavor to them, like that cookie had a lot of sweetness to it, will take away whatever it is that they have a lot of. Or if it's just spicy or salty, something like that, then it might just take away overall flavor because your palate just gets a little bit dulled. So keep that in mind. Another big one, smoking cigars or smoking cigarettes. If you have smoke on your palate often, it really takes away your sense of taste. And I love cigars, but that could be something that's making it a little bit harder for you to taste whiskey. Now, there is great ways to pair. There are great ways to pair cigars with whiskey. But if you're consistently smoking cigars all the time, it might be taking away from your whiskey experience a little bit. Sometimes the right cigar with the right whiskey will actually improve your whiskey tasting experience, which we've talked about before on here. But sometimes it'll take away from it a little bit as well. So just keep that in mind especially, you know, cigarettes. Cigars are a little bit weird because you're actually doing it for the taste, and so you probably are trying to refine your palate. Cigarettes are kind of not that at all, and so they're really just coating your palate in that smokiness. So that can take away from your taste a little bit. So here's what I do. Typically, in general, I avoid anything too overly spicy. Now, of course, on special occasions, if I'm eating hot wings or a buffalo pizza, I love buffalo-flavored stuff. I should probably lead with that. Um, Of course, on special occasions, I'll eat spicier food. But as you just saw with how much those jalapenos destroyed me, um, I don't eat very, very spicy food very often. My tolerance has gotten really bad for spicy food which is just a conscious decision I had to make. And that level of lifestyle change is only if you really want to, if you really want to refine your palate for whiskey. If you don't have that desire, there is no need to go to that type of a length. So I want to be clear about that. So the lifestyle change I'd recommend for, if you're really serious about refining your palate, and that's like, I'm not saying like, oh, if, if you're not serious, then don't worry about it. Like, I'm not saying it like that. I'm truly just saying that if you want to refine your palate for whatever reason, then I would recommend that type of a lifestyle change. And when I say refine your palate, I'm basically just saying get better at tasting the complexities in whiskey or cigars or whatever it is that you're trying to taste. Now, 
your average person who's not trying to do that. You don't have to go to that type of a length. What you can do, if you have a specific whiskey tasting coming up, maybe you got tickets to a whiskey tasting, maybe you're, you know that you're going to a bar that has nice whiskey and you really want to enjoy it, or a, a restaurant that has a really nice whiskey selection. Uh, maybe you have a tasting coming up with some friends, or you have um, a blind tasting coming up like Blind Barrels. They're actually, I have an affiliation with them. Go to the link in my bio, use the code noobs10 for a discount. If you're doing something like that, where you want to have a ref, not a refined palate, but you want to temporarily have a more sensitive palate, then I recommend just cutting back temporarily. And if you're willing to, I, especially like for a barrel pick, I might go to an extreme. So like I might eat rather bland food the whole day. And that doesn't mean that it has to taste bad. It just means that it can't have too much flavor. So let me decipher that a little bit. I love mashed potatoes and gravy, even if they're just plain box mix mashed potatoes with a plain packet mix of gravy. That's not going to have an overwhelming amount of flavor to it. I mean, it's just, it's a very mellow, very dull type of flavor. I love the way it tastes though. That's the type of thing, that's the, the genre of food that you might be able to eat. It's not overly savory. It's kind of savory, uh, but it's not overly, it's definitely not spicy. If you don't oversalt it, it's not overly salty. So those types of foods I might eat on the day of a barrel tasting, or a barrel pick, rather. And then I might, in the few days leading up, just kind of try to avoid those extreme foods, avoid the jalapenos, avoid the hot sauce. And then day of is when I would really try to refine that. That's how I would temporarily uh, work on my palate. And then, of course, the easiest version of this is, let's say, you're going to dinner somewhere that has a nice whiskey selection, or tonight after dinner you've got a whiskey tasting. The easiest version of this is don't eat a dinner that is overly aggressive, that's going to be spicy or super salty or have a lot of punch to it. That's the simplest version of this. And even that can have a... a an effect in my personal experience. But the more you want to taste, the blander the food I would recommend should be. Um, so like the lifestyle change for me isn't really on purpose. Like it's not like I actively avoid those things in general. It's more like I do so many blind tastings. I do a lot of better than Blanton's that you guys see on my uh, social medias, or now I'm going to be doing some blind brackets, lots of different types of tastings where I really need my taste buds. I'm reviewing people's whiskey that they send to me, so I really don't want to mess it up. I don't want to be like, this tastes terrible, and it turns out it's just because my palate was messed up, which is why I taste things a couple times usually. Um, but those are all reasons that I, on one specific day, won't really be able to eat too spicy of food. And when I'm doing it three and four days a week, then I'm really not able to eat spicy food often at all. So... That's kind of where that comes from for me. Uh, it's basically, you know, you've only got so much punch and so much flavor that your palate can take, and whiskey is pretty punchy, so you have to pick what you want your punch to be. Uh, and for me, it's usually whiskey that I choose to be the thing that is aggressive on my palate. Lastly, and, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, what you can do if you don't want to make any changes to what you're eating at all, Sometimes you might have to in order to get flavors. Like if you're eating super aggressive foods all the time, you're just going to have to. But if you don't want to, and it's not that bad. It's kind of like sometimes you can taste it, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you get one thing, sometimes you get the other. Palate conditions are always going to change. But 
another way to look at this is you don't need a more refined palette. You just need more test cases. So you just need to try the, a specific whiskey. If you're trying to form an opinion on it, you just need to try it multiple times. That's another way to look at this. You're kind of, it's kind of like gathering a bunch of data all at once or gathering a little data and then doing it again and gathering a little bit more and then doing it again and gathering a little bit more. You can look at it that way past a certain point. You're not going to be able to get as much nuance. I mean, of course, if I was, you know, a master taster, I might never eat hot sauce. I might never eat jalapenos except for very special occasions. You know, that might be the case for some people. And that that's a real extreme because you can get really far without going that far. I mean, like I said, I'll put jalapenos on my food sometimes. I love banana peppers, which aren't spicy, but they have a lot of a salty, strong flavor to them. Um, I love pickles. I eat hot sauce a lot. So, I'm, I'm still doing all those things, and I like to think I have a somewhat refined palate, hopefully. Everybody liked my barrel pick. Thank you to everybody who bought it. Everybody seemed to have liked it, uh, So my first one. So I like to think I have something of a palate. Um, not that I have the best in the entire world. I most certainly do not. But my point is I don't really put in that much effort. I avoid those things sometimes, um, and for me it's just kind of natural to avoid them now or just to not go overboard. Uh, I'll season with a little bit of hot sauce, but I won't put enough on that the food actually tastes spicy. That sort of a thing. So you don't really have to make extreme sacrifices. But my point was if you do make those extreme sacrifices, you might be able to get an extremely refined palate. So it all what you put in is what you're going to get out. That's what it all depends on. That being said, I think the jalapeno is pretty much entirely gone. Uh, I feel significantly better. I'm not feeling any burn anymore. Yeah, nothing's really burning. Um, so I think we're ready to try this again. So I'm going to pour a little bit more, do a very quick, not very quick, but do another tasting. And then I'll also run very quickly through the notes that Middle West Spirits says you should get uh, from this bourbon. And then we're going to be done. And we're going to see if that jalapeno, how much it affected my palate. I think it's going to be a lot. So take your guesses now. Let's start with the nose because ideally it wouldn't really affect the nose very much. This nose smells so much like root beer right now that it's blowing my mind. I mean, more than probably any whiskey ever has smelled like a soda to me. Wow. Now, what I was going to say was I'm getting way less of like the oaky, barrel-y type flavors. I'm getting that kind of vanilla. <laughs> so that that's what I was about to say. And then when I was lowering it from my nose, I was like root beer. So here's a positive, maybe. Uh, it veiled the punch of the cinnamon in the barrel so much that it really it left behind those light vanilla kind of somewhat spice notes, but not like the punchy stuff, and it smells like root beer right now. That's really weird. Okay, nose post-jalapenos is just straight-up root beer. Let's take a sip of it. Wow, there was almost no spiciness. I, I didn't really taste any spiciness before I took a sip and the whiskey found it, it brought back that spiciness. What I will say, I'm still getting a lot of the same flavors, especially because I already know they're there, but there's no doubt about it. I'm getting more of an alcohol and actually more of a saltiness. This almost tastes now like somebody mixed in salt and it's actually making my tongue burn again, which it didn't at all earlier, but definite like a saltiness that it did not have before. 
I'm still getting some of that barrel taste. It's it's reminding me now of root beer now that I smelled it. I can't get rid of it. But definitely, while those flavors are still there, it tastes like there was salt mixed into them. No doubt about it. I just took a pretty big sip to try to get more flavor. And it's like it's kind of like the same flavors, especially since I know what to look for now. It's kind of like the same flavors. It's just like way less of them. It's way less concentrated. Uh, it tastes like if earlier with my earlier palate condition, if you took whiskey and mixed it with salt water, that's what it's tasting like to me. Um, and that's nothing against Middle West spirits. I should be very clear. That's because of the jalapenos. Because earlier, I didn't ta- it didn't taste like that at all. I just smacked my microphone. Earlier, it didn't taste like that at all. So, and it brings back the spiciness. I mean, I it was like completely gone. I gave that whole monologue about what I do for my palate. And now the spiciness is just back suddenly. All right. Well, let's compare what I said earlier the notes I said earlier to Middle West Spirits, what they say uh, you could slash should get. Uh, Let me bring up those notes real quick. All right, so you'll remember that I mentioned there was a lot of like a bakery spice to it, some woodiness, definitely like a vanilla creaminess that accompanies it. It almost reminded me of custard on the nose, if I remember correctly. Um, And then the more I drank it, the more it tasted more like vanilla. Here's what they say. So their flavor profiles, they have aromas of banana coconut and toffee nuts now i love banana and coconut personally i didn't see it very much i'll try it again and i'll compare but now that i have this messed up palette who knows um toffee nuts is pretty good because like i mentioned it kind of gave me a weird nuttiness that earlier when i tasted it that was the first time i had tasted it so it's kind of weird that that's the first time i got that from it but yeah i totally i totally see that um then it says medium to full body i would agree with that This whiskey has body. It has a little bit of punch to it. Then it says dried fruit, honeyed whole nut, and baking spice finish. I think they're about right on the money with that one. I mentioned maybe a little bit of cherry. I would say less on the dried fruit side of things, but the nuttiness and the baking spice finish is all there. A little bit of black pepper along with those baking spices. Banana and coconut, those are unique notes, Um, and I feel like they would jump out at me. I feel like anytime I get a lot of a custardy creaminess, I could almost say banana, but I've had some that have like distinct banana, so I don't know if I want to say that. Now, coconut is one, when I said vanilla custard, that I could see somebody else maybe saying coconut, so I'm going to try it again and we'll see. It's so hard to say now that I (laughs) had those jalapenos. As is the case, usually, when a distiller has a rather exotic note on there, I can see what would lead you to that. But I personally wouldn't pull it out if I hadn't read it with the banana and the coconut. Um, I can see it, though. I think the toffee nuts is really close to what I would say I'm tasting. Um, And they put medium to full body, which I also agree with. It definitely has body to it. It's got some pop, some punch, uh, those sorts of flavors to it. So I'm going to wrap up my thoughts. Well, I shouldn't get rid of the bourbon yet because I'm going to wrap up my thoughts on the bourbon and then my thoughts on this whole palate thing. So. I like this bourbon. Um, They've raised the price in recent years, if I'm not mistaken. So where I used to say that this was like a really good value, it's still a good buy. And I think I'd probably still buy it. I'd probably still keep this on my shelf for that price. Uh, But the price is creeping up. Um, But it's still a darn good bourbon, and it's still pretty different from other ones that I've had. It doesn't just taste like barrel, that's for sure. Um, Like, not barrel craft spirits, but like the barrel that was aged. It doesn't just have that. 
it's got more going on. I mentioned I'm, I've lately been loving the balance of creaminess with spiciness. I'm a big fan of that. Um, and you know, that kind of nuttiness, you don't get that often. So I like a good bit of nuttiness. So, you know, maybe if it never used to be less expensive, I'm fairly certain I bought this for sub $40. I thought, but I could be wrong. Uh, but maybe if it was never less expensive, then I wouldn't be having these concerns. But because it was, it's like anytime they raise the price on something, it's like, ugh, you know, makes you think. But all of that being said, it is still a pretty darn good bourbon. And I still get notes from it that I don't usually get, or I shouldn't say usually, but that aren't really standard in a bourbon. Of course, vanilla, of course, cinnamon, those are pretty standard. But that kind of toffee nut flavor they mentioned, the fact that it has a soda flavor to me and reminded me so much of root beer on the nose just now, it's definitely got a uniqueness that makes it, you know, they're a somewhat smaller distillery. Uh, they're local-ish to me. It makes it kind of worth paying that craft premium for me. That's for me. Now, this might have too much body. This might have too much punch for those of you who like the very, very approachable stuff. So keep that in mind. You know, I've been doing those should you buy it's, and I really think it's good to note that there's always somebody who should buy something, and there's always somebody who should not buy something, that same thing, because they just have different preferences, different palates. And if you like the monkey shoulder, the Tullamore Dew. Now, I love monkey shoulder and Tullamore Dew, but I mean, if you gravitate specifically towards those easy sippers, those ones that don't really pop out of the glass at you too much, then you're not going to really like this because this does pop out of the glass. That being said, I think it does it pretty well. I think there's a little bit of an alcohol burn to it for 95 proof, but it is a company with some nice flavors that help cover it up. Overall, pretty good, pretty good drink. Now, what I will say about the jalapenos, or just spicy food in general, uh, I thought that they were going to veil the flavors entirely and just make it taste watered down. Now, it tasted a little bit watered down, but what surprised me was how salty it tasted. For some reason, I was getting like a really briny, salty note. So it wasn't like it was just watered down. It was like it was salt watered down, which was a little bit weird. And maybe that's just a jalapeno thing. You know, maybe that's not like an all spicy food thing, or maybe it is, maybe it's, you know, whatever that ca- is, it capsaicin is like the spicy chemical. I think the spicy, uh, compound, maybe whatever that is, you know, maybe that, uh, gives it that brininess. I don't know. And it definitely, which it's done for me in the past, but I thought I got rid of all the spiciness, but definitely pulled the spiciness back out. And I know that whiskey and spicy, they do that, where the whiskey will really draw out the spiciness and make it spicy again. But I thought I had it completely gone. I drank a bunch of milk and I ate chocolate and drank water, whatever. The point being, uh, in my personal opinion, if you're trying to make your palate more sensitive, avoid those spicy foods, at least the day of the tasting that you're planning if not a little bit longer, if you're able to. I don't want to beat that dead horse anymore. So if you've tried Middle West Spirits, if you're on the email list and you bought this bottle in preparation, let me know what you think of it. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and enjoyed hearing me or watching me, depending on if you're watching the video, in the pain of those jalapenos that were so much worse than I thought they were going to be. Without any further ado, I will leave you guys with learn to drink, drink to learn. 
Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you need more Whiskey Noobs content in your life, make sure you check out our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and they're way more helpful than people realize. If you want to do tastings alongside the show, make sure you join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com with a subject line that says email list. You'll receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at Whiskey underscore Noobs and on TikTok at Whiskey Noobs Podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. The Whiskey Noobs Podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.